Bava Metziah, Perik Gimel, Mishnah Yud Aleph 3.11. And the basic point of our Mishnah here is coming to discuss when and if a Shomer is entitled to use money that was given to him uh, for safekeeping, and if he is allowed to use it, then what standard of care is he expected to keep and when is he liable? So, the basic principle that governs this Mishnah is... if they didn't speak out whether or not the Shomer is permitted to make use of the money that's been entrusted to him, so then it would be basically um, inferred from what's normal and based on the circumstantial evidence that we have to work with. And the Mishnah basically is, therefore, the rabbis um, speculating, they're imputing, they're saying this is what a normal person would be thinking when he acted in such a way. Okay? So we have three different categories of Shomer, meaning three different kinds of people. Okay? The first is called the Shulchani. The Shulchani literally means the table guy, but it's like the financier. He's like a money lender or a money changer. You know, he's providing financial services with cash. And therefore, you know, he's always, he's working with money, and therefore, if the depositor gives him money to keep safe, he's reasonably expected to make use of that money, unless he's told not to, or there's indication he shouldn't. Okay? That being the case, since he's going to get benefit from this money, he's not a shomer chinam. In fact, he's a Shomer Sacher. He's like getting paid because he has the benefit that he has money in his drawer. He can do a deal should one come up. Now, just the very fact he has the potential to do a deal and therefore he's open for business makes him ready a Shomer Sacher. In the event that the Shulchani actually uses the money, you know, he does a deal, he lends out the money or something, so then he becomes a full-blown Lova. He's a borrower, not just a Shomer anymore. And a Lova, a borrower, is... Like, that's She'ela, right? That's a Sho'el. So he is on the hook not just for Ganev and Aveda, like a Shomer Sacher is, but also even for Onsen. Meaning once he borrows the money, he has to return it. It doesn't matter if there are circumstances beyond his control. Um, which would mean, therefore, we're going to say that the Shulchani, who's given cash, he's expected to use it if he needs it. And therefore, the fact the moment he gets the cash and it goes into his drawer, he's a Shomer Sacher because he has the benefit of the potential use, even if he hasn't used it. And therefore, if lightning strikes his... Um, you know, his shop, um, or armed robbers come and they, you know, put the, point the guns at him and steal his money, he will be exempt because the Shomer Sacher is exempt from those things. Whereas um, if, if thieves come in the night, he'll um, he'll be liable because as a Shomer Sacher, he's liable for, for, for Geneva. Okay? Um, if, however, he actually spends the money, he lends it out, let's say, or he does a deal with it, finances something, so then he's now fully responsible and not only for... for um, Ganev and Aveda, but even for circumstances beyond his control. So if lightning strikes the person to whom he lent the money, or the armed robbers steal that money, too bad, he has to repay it anyways. That's the full first case of the Shulchani. Now, it is possible when the person deposits the money with the Shulchani, he doesn't want the Shulchani to use it. But if that's the case, he'd have to indicate that was the fact by essentially securing the money in a way that is screaming, don't open this container and don't mix it with your money. Um... If he doesn't do that, then the understanding is that the Shulchani is allowed to make use of it. So that's what the Mishnah says inside. It says, Hamafkid ma'os shulchani. If one deposits money for safekeeping with the Shulchani, the financier, the moneylender, im tsururin, if it's bound up, and all money really is kept in sort of like, like a handkerchief tied up, but here this is being bound up in a way which is screaming, do not open me. That means, let's say, for example, there's like a wax seal on it, or there's a special unusual knot that would scream, oh, someone's tampered with this, that kind of thing. So um, maybe even bismanaze, maybe it would even be just a, a sealed envelope because that's not for opening. Okay, so that being the case, lo behen. The money lender is being told, don't open this, but the fact that it's sealed shut in a way that it's like tamper, you know, evident. 
And that being the case, should it get lost or stolen, he won't be responsible for the replacement because he's a Shomer Chinam. But if mutarin, and this is confusing, the word here mutarin means untied, which means that the way in which the money is secured in the handkerchief is not a way that's like very secure. Even if it has like a bow tie, but the point is it can be opened very easily. Kind of the equivalent maybe of an envelope, you know, if you take an envelope and you, you fold it in on itself so it's closed, the money is inside the envelope, but it can get into very easily, that kind of thing. So that's screaming, here is the money in the envelope, but if you need it, you're welcome to take it out. The same as if the money's in the container, which is like not sealed, you can take it out. So therefore, Yishtamash Behen, he is permitted to use them. And then, like I said before, im avdu should they get lost or stolen, he'll have to replace the money because he's a Shomer Sachar. Again, that's all before he even uses the money. If he actually uses the money, he's a Shoel and he's obligated not just for Ganev and Aveda, but even for circumstances beyond his control. That's case number one. Case number two is Eitzel Balhabayas. The depositor gives money to his friend, who's just a regular householder, um, to keep in his household. Now, the assumption of the Mishnah is people don't have much use for cash. People don't need to spend cash very much. That was the nature of the economy in the Mishnah period. It's sort of getting that way again as people shift over to credit cards and Apple Pay and who knows what and stopping to use um, cash. But the point is, the assumption is householders don't really have much use for cash. And therefore, the assumption is he won't use it. And that being the case, Bain Sarun or Bain Mutarin. Whether or not the depositor um, tied the money into a handkerchief in a way that's you know tamper evident or not, that doesn't make a difference. The assumption is that the depositor did not intend for the householder to use it, and therefore he may not use it. And that being the case, therefore if something happens to the money, um, even if it's just loss or theft, let alone you know beyond his control circumstances, he will be not repla- required to replace it as a householder because he was only a shamachinim; he had no benefit from the money. Now, as this, there's a middle case. The middle case is the chenvani. Now, the chenvani is the shopkeeper. So, you have a machlokas here. The machlokas is basically revolving around just how much a chenvani needs cash. I don't think we can really, without having lived in the 2nd, 3rd century, you know, Mishnai periods, I don't think we can really get our head around this mission exactly how it worked. But the gist of it is that people didn't use cash very much in terms of dealing with their customers. They kind of had, you know, like, um, like kept a tab. And most of the stuff was done on credit. So since you don't need small change very often, the assumption is that the chenvani would have no use for the money, and therefore it's implicit when I'm giving the money to him, he's not going to use it. Okay? On the other hand, the chenvani does have to, you know, buy his merchandise. If something good comes up, he finds it, you know, he finds some cheap, you know, way to buy potatoes cheap. He's sure going to buy those good potatoes to sell in his shop. So therefore, they do use money sometimes. The question is, they use money sometimes. It's more than the balhabayis. It's less than the chenvani, it's less than the shulchani. The, money, the financier, the moneylender, and therefore, how should we look at the at the shulchan, at the excuse me, at the chenvani, the shopkeeper? So, to machlokas, says the first shita, chenvani kabal habayis tivrimeir. Rimeir holds the chenvani is the same status of a bal habayis, meaning the chenvani has no business using the money that was deposited by him, even if it's not sealed in some sort of you know tamper evident container. But Rabbi Yehuda Omer chenvani kashulchani. Rabbi Yehuda says no. The chenvani is expected to make use of the money, and therefore, unless it's sealed in with its screaming, don't open me, he's expected to use it, and therefore he's a shomer sachar, because he can do a deal and buy cheap potatoes if he finds them, and that being the case, he will be liable for Ganeva and Aveda. And the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning that the chenvani does have the expectation he will use it, and therefore he is a shomer sachar.